Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy VO, here with Kevin and Will, and we're in a cover three defense today, holding it down for the rest of the four man crew. And uh, we're going to talk uh, about the uh, addition of the coaching staff. Uh, New coordinators, offensive and defensive. Um, and we'll talk about some of the new prospects um, that will be coming through the draft. Um, you know, we had the Shrine Bowl last week. And we have the uh, Singer Bowl this, uh, this upcoming weekend. So um, we're going to talk about that. Um, some of the guys we that we like. And um, potential scenarios on what's going to happen with our roster. No, not not too much. Mostly speculation, so we're not going to go too deep into that because we, we really don't know who knows right now. But um, some things that could possibly occur, and uh, I guess we'll touch a little bit on uh, the good old Super Bowl between uh, the old Chiefs and Forty uh, Niners, and uh, go from there. Right on. All right, so um, let's start with you, Kev. Uh, coordinators, uh, what what do you know, and um, what how do you think they can help us out? Well, as far as the uh, coordinators go, Tim, you, the Panthers decided to hire Joe Brady from LSU, who was their passing game coordinator and wide receiver coach. And for defense coordinator, uh, we officially hired Phil Snow, who was the defense coordinator at Baylor and pretty much has been with uh, Coach Rule at his last couple of stops. Uh, but their friendship actually goes back as far as 2001. So uh, what I do is I'll I'll let uh, I'll let Will talk more a little bit more about Joe Brady, and I'm gonna jump over here to the defensive side because I I feel a little bit more comfortable talking about Phil Snow. Right on. Uh, well, Phil he's a he's a 64 year old. Uh, he started coaching in 1979. Uh, he his resume is at first. I, uh, you know, like the rest of them, I had to do a little bit of research, you know, because I'm like, Phil Snow, who's who's Phil Snow? You know, it's, it's not a name I, I can remember hearing, you know, in the college ranks too much. But, you know, once I did my research and I took a look, I mean, this guy has a very, very stout background and success has pretty much followed him wherever he went. Uh, his first job was, believe it or not, he actually started out as a defensive back in high school. 1976, um, and then he finally went to a very small school called Laney and was a defensive coach there for a few years. Mm-hmm. Then 1982, he went to Boise State, and he started off defensive backs coach there, moved up to defensive coordinator uh, coach. So he was at Boise from 82 to 86. Then he went, to, he went on down the coast to University of California, 1987 and 1991, again, defensive bats coach. Uh, 
left there. Arizona State, same position, defensive backs coach from 92 to 94. And then he got promoted to defensive coordinator, 95 to 2000 at Arizona State. So primarily with Snow, he's a defensive backs guy by, by you know, his beginnings. And I just think that, you know, if anybody knows how our defensive backs have been for the last several years, you know, it definitely needs to be personal hands-on attention. Amen. You know, so I think a, a guy with Snow's background on different levels of you know, with defensive bat experience, he would definitely be someone uh, worth taking a look at uh, when it comes to that because, you know, wherever he's went, he has fielded, you know, top 10, top five units at, at his particular position. So, you know, obviously, you know, based on his the, some of the things he said in his interview, he believes in being fast and being physical. He said X's and O's, that's fine, but if you can't play fast and physical – then you're not going to set yourself up to give yourself a position to win. So I think that's something that we definitely would like to see in our defensive backfield implemented as well. So just real quick, how him and Coach Rue moved up, uh, linked up in 2001. He went to UCLA as their defensive coordinator. And actually, uh, Rue came out there interviewing as a defensive line coach, and he had you know been a fan of of Snow following him and uh, from the story that, that was shared by Snow, he pretty much bugged Snow to give him a job. <laughs> so Snow like, okay, he took him on and that's how they first linked up back in UCLA. So after he left UCLA, he went to University of Washington in 2003, 2004, mm-hmm. was defensive coordinator there. Now his only run in the NFL came from 2005 to 2008 with a defensive uh, with the uh, Detroit Lions as their uh, linebacker coach. That's his only stint in the NFL was those uh, four years with the uh, Detroit Lions. So, um, yeah, and then from there, uh, he went to Eastern Michigan from 2010 to 2012. Now, when Coach Rule took over at Temple, um, he reached out to Snow and was like, hey, I got the job here at Temple. I need a defensive coordinator. Uh, what's up? And it was pretty much that cut and dry, and and Snow, you know, just decided to come on with him, and he's been with um, he's been on rule ever since. So, you know, when you think about Phil Snow, he's someone with strong background with and strong knowledge on, particularly, you know, when it comes to pass defense. Which, if you look at the Carolina Panthers in <laughs> the last couple of years, pass defense is definitely something we could uh, drastically improve on. But uh, just looking at the statistics overall, I mean, Snow, wherever he's went, has been a top five scoring defense for the most part. Uh, team is always – his units has always been high in sacks, turnovers, and quarterback pressures. Mm. Uh, so he just uh, he just got a resume that, that even though it's on a collegiate level, but success is followed everywhere he's went. It's not like he went to some, you know, power five – conference school and, and put up, you know, and, and didn't have success. He has success on all levels of um, of college. So I think he'll be someone with the experience, the knowledge to definitely be an addition to the Panthers. And I'm definitely open-minded to see what he can do for us, you know, moving forward. Right on, man. All right. Will? Yeah, on the offensive side of the ball, the Panthers hired one of the hottest names out with uh, offensive coordinator Joe Brady. 
you know, a lot of people want to know what makes him so special. Why is he so hyped and what, you know, why is he one of the most uh, sought after offensive minds in football right now? I mean, he started as an offensive analyst with the New Orleans Saints in 2017 and 2018. So he worked under Sean Payton. And there, I mean, he was, he did well. And I think he gained the respect of a lot of people in that organization. He got an opportunity at LSU in 2019. And Sean Payton said, you're making a big mistake. You shouldn't go back to the college level. You need to stay in the NFL. But Brady, you know, just followed his own path and joined LSU as a passing game coordinator and receivers coach. Now, although he didn't really um, call plays, their offensive coordinator, Steve Esminger, was the primary play caller. You know, Joe Brady did a little bit of that, but he just you could see the impact he had on the LSU offense right away. He brought a lot of the Saints passing concepts to LSU. You could just see it. They use a lot of stick concepts, and they do a lot of um, option routes where – based on the coverage or the leverage that the defensive back is playing you, that's going to determine what route you run. And it's just, it worked so well for LSU this past year. They had the number one offense. You know, they just exploded Joe Burrow's 60 touchdown passes, you know, won the Heisman Trophy. I mean, last year he was probably not even thought about, probably would have been a six-round, seventh-round draft pick, but his senior year under Joe Brady, he just exploded. So you're just seeing the results he was able to achieve with LSU, the experience he had with Sean Payton, and he's just become one of the most sought-after offensive minds out there. So Tepper and Matt Rule did what they had to do to drag him out of LSU and get him to Carolina to help with this team. So I think you're going to see. I don't expect them to come out like he did at LSU with five wide sets at the college level as much. I think you'll see a more balanced attack that you see in New Orleans. One thing he stresses is that he wants all skilled position players on the field to be threatening the defense in some way. So expect, you know, you're going to see a revamping of that wide receiver core to complement Christian McCaffrey. The tight end's got to be a receiving weapon. So I think we're going to be looking at that position in the draft heavily. And, you know, we have a lot to look forward to as far as this offense goes next year under Joe Brady. Now, one thing I will say, I think he's going to be a head coach in this league one day. So depending on how successful he is here, this could be like a two or three year rental before he gets head coaching offers and leaves. So I just think what I'm looking for him right now, just to establish an offensive system, you know, he'll have a quarterback's coach and guys underneath him that can learn the system and carry it forward. And we'll just have that in place to keep moving forward. So enjoy him while he's here. I think we have a, I think he's going to be a, I think you'll love him in Carolina once you see what he's able to do with this offense. Yeah, I I can't wait, man. I'm 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 really excited about the OC, man. Um, Snow, Snow and and Rule, I'm 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 comfortable with. You know, they're, they're both defensive minded people, so defensive side of the ball, I'm not that I'm not I'm not that worried about. But that offensive offensive side of the ball, that that had me worried a little bit until now. I feel I feel a little bit better about that. I think we're going to be all right. Um, wow. Things are changing. Things are changing, Panther fans. For the better. But yet, you know, change is what it is. It's, it's the unknown that gets you. Right. Um, so, yeah. So let's talk about the uh, Strombo a little bit. Kev, anybody that you see in particular that could uh, that we could put on our roster that will help us out immediately? 
that you know of? Yeah, well, um, as far as the Shrine Bowl goes, I was at work, so I pretty much was going off of uh, Twitter and uh, what we was discussing in the Four Man Rush chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely from based on what uh, what I've seen as far as uh, tweets and conversation, uh, South Carolina's own um, Ken Law seemed to have been the big day one winner um, of the Senior Bowl. He looked pretty much on most plays, you know, unblockable. And, you know, of course, let's keep it somewhat in context. These were one-on-one drills, so let's, you know, not, you know, write the check too much already, but for what was required in order to show off what you can do, he definitely aced it, not only on the field, but off the field as well. I saw some tweets that he... Really excelled and has impressed a lot of people in the, um, uh, you know, with his interview interview skills. So that's definitely good to know. Um, I think his first name is a Javon Kenlaw. Is that right, Will? Is that his name? Uh, yeah, Javon Kenlaw. Remember, that's the Senior Bowl, not the uh, Shrine Bowl. Just to put that in the. Oh, uh, we we'll talk both of them, both yeah. All Star games. Yeah, yeah, we just All Star games. Yeah, yeah, we just talk. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So just combine them, really. Uh, yeah, you know, from my understanding, the uh, the shrine, the East West Shrine Bowl is kind of where you go see your day three players and your undrafted free agents. Uh, those are the, those are the, that's the one where they usually uh, perform at. I saw some nice cornerbacks. Uh, it was one particular guy that stood out for me. Uh, he played at the uh, University of uh, West Virginia. And his name was uh, Washington. I'm assuming the second because they had two eyes at the end of Washington. Uh, he was someone that I saw constantly, you know, playing tight coverage and making breaks on the ball. I saw him break up at least three or four passes. Uh, he seems to understand and recognize routes pretty well. So mm-hmm. he was someone that stood out to me. Um, the local pride is very own University of Charlotte. Uh, yeah. God, I can't think of the running back's name, but uh, I think he scored like two touchdowns and had like eighty yards. So it was just good that uh, it was so I was good to see local talent in the area, you know, be able to get some exposure and uh, be recognized. If I'm not mistaken, three uh, players from the University of North Carolina Charlotte UNCC was playing in the uh, East West Shrine Bowl, so it was definitely good. <laughs> But um, for me, those were the uh, players that stuck out for me. Um, Washington cornerback, uh, Washington second cornerback from West Virginia in the Shrine Bowl, and um, Devon Kenlaw in the uh, Senior Bowl practice day one today. So uh, those what stood out to me based on what I saw. Will? Yeah, I thought the um, as far as the Shrine Bowl goes, like you said, these are your day three picks, your undrafted free agent guys. I thought the running back showed out Benny LeMay, UNC Charlotte, Illinois State running back James Robinson. They had able to get a lot of explosive plays, you know, showed good patience, vision. So, I mean, I don't think we need running backs not on the Panthers draft list, but we're just kind of going through prospects at this point, whether we it's a need for the team or not. I thought the quarterback the Panthers did meet with, a Florida international quarterback, played uh, pretty well and was pretty solid in practice all week. Uh, Miami linebacker Shaquille Quarterman might be an option. Day three, day two guy. I think he struggles in coverage a bit, but playing downhill against the run, you know, he's a banger. 
you know, can be a good contributor on special teams or help compete with Carter and Smith to take those some of those reps at linebacker. So you saw some good uh, talent. I thought the, both lines played well, opened holes, played uh, physical at the point of attack. Mm-hmm. So I think, and then uh, Ohio State, uh, Benjamin Victor, I thought he had a big touchdown catch. They were able to high point the ball. He was probably the best wide receiver in that game. So there's a lot of options there. You know, I think the Shrine Bowl, the less, there's a less probability that these guys will be get their names called on draft day. But, you know, you look at the Panthers roster this year, look at all the – between Greg Van Roten, Kyle Allen. I mean, these are undrafted guys that had to step in and play significant roles for the team. So just don't sleep on these guys. I think that some of them can be very big contributors in this league. Now, as far as the Senior Bowl, which is coming up this week, these are your blue-chip prospects. You know, this is where Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, all these guys played in this game. Uh, right now, I thought the best player on the field today was clearly Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. I like this take. You know, we were talking about him back in October, November of this year. You know, in that same conversation with Derek Brown, I mean, he's attending, but he's not playing because I don't think he's probably his draft stock's already set, so he doesn't really need it. But Ken Law, I mean, he's powerful, explosive, got good hand technique, uh, interviewed well, great backstory. Um, he met with the Panthers last night and Coach Matt Rule. So I think he's definitely high on the Panthers' priority list. Uh, the quarterbacks, I think they have the most to gain at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Justin Herbert showed out today. I mean, he's a 6'6", 240-pound kid that can run, good arm talent, didn't really live up to expectations. This past year at Oregon, I mean, he did have a lot of issues with the talent around him. I mean, I thought the 65 drop passes was an incredible stat to me. <laughs> so I expect him to um, improve his draft stock, probably be a top 10 pick. Jordan Love, another guy, Utah State, again, solid talent, but not good talent around him. I think he had 55 drop balls. So you just see the kind of players that are here. They just didn't get that chance to shine at their schools because of the talent around them. But now at the Senior Bowl, they get guys that are going to be competing for NFL jobs so you can really see them flourish. Um, the center, uh, Cushion Berry from LSU, he held his own against Ken Law today. So I thought he had a good showing today. And then the wide receivers and cornerbacks, I thought um, hmm. Ohio State wide receiver was a good route runner. Van Jefferson from Florida, I thought, was very solid today. And then Dane Jackson, a cornerback out of Pitt, same school that produced Darrell Revis, was pretty solid in one-on-one drills today. So it's just day one. Um, so guys are getting the jitters out, you know, showing out in front of scouts. So we'll see how they do the rest of the week and ultimately on the game on Sunday. But just know the Panthers' entire coaching staff and Marty Herney is in Mobile, Alabama this week at this game. So that just shows you how big this week is in the scouting process. Make a break time can be, but it's still early. But it definitely give you an idea of, of what's out there and uh, what we can hopefully pick up from it. So stay tuned, Panther fans. Stay tuned. Um, <clears throat> so unless you've been under a rock, there was some good football on. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I can say it's good football or not. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, the choking is real, folks, especially in the playoffs. 
Um, wow. So I, I guess we'll uh, we'll talk briefly about who we think is going to win the Super Bowl and why. Um, me personally, I think the 49ers should should pull it out because you know you keep my homes from from scoring the football, it, it gets a little difficult. Um, but I mean, yeah. If anybody can score on the 49ers, it'll be Patrick Mahomes. So I, it's going to be very, very interesting. But I'm, I'm going to say the Niners. Um, Kev, who do you think is going to win, bro, and why? Uh, as far as for me goes, as I, I kind of have to look at it two ways. Like as a personal preference, I guess you would say, you know, with my heart, you know, I, I wouldn't mind saying Kansas City win. For one, I think, you know, Andy Reid, you know, would definitely deserve the Super Bowl, you know, on his resume. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, you know, who should be someone's new head coach but didn't. So I think this will make an, an excellent, quote, consolation prize, him being a Super Bowl court uh, winning coordinator, uh, especially with the, um, the way the Kansas City offense has been looking. So that's that's where my feelings and my and my emotions are. I definitely feel like that uh, Kansas City, uh, is, despite the lack of uh, a consistent running game, but you know when you got the talent that they got on offense, especially at the skill positions and a offensive line that can give you all kinds of time. You know, I had an old head Tim a long time ago. It's easy to score when you want to, but score when you have to. And I know that the 49ers had a shootout with New Orleans early in the season. They went into overtime and they won it. I can't think of the score. I thought it was something on the lines of 48, 45 or something like that. But, uh, you know, that's that's a road game in the regular season. So if, if the Super Bowl happens to turn into a shootout, I definitely want to favor Kansas City. Now, as far as my head goes, I'm looking at that 49er defensive line and how they've been eating all season. I'm looking at how solid the offensive line for the 49ers has been as well. I mean, my God, they they the way they run the ball is what I, you know, always envision the Panthers being able to maintain because at one point we used to be a team that could run the ball like that. And uh, so, yeah, Hart says Kansas City, but my head is saying 49ers because of their play on both sides of the line. I think they got very good secondary, but they're going to be thoroughly challenged and uh, I don't know Jimmy G and on, on the biggest stage like which version are you going to get so but yeah that's that's my take on it hmm. Well, yeah I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City on this one I just think the quarterback is going to be the difference I mean it's Patrick Mahomes time to win now I think um, he just got to go out and, you know, not take his moment for granted. I mean, I just think about the Panthers back in 2015, you know, after the game, you know, Cam and Everett, Luke and Greg, they were all kind of nonchalant about it. All oh, will be back, you know, and they're confident about it. And it just never worked out that way. You never know if you'll get this opportunity again. So I think Patrick Mahomes will seize the moment, you know, Eric, uh, Andy Reid, not Eric, Andy Reid been here before hard to believe he's never won a championship so i think his players understand that and they're gonna go all out and try to win it for him i think they have a much improved defense from last year they're healthy 
Um, they got explosive weapons on offense. Their offensive line protects the quarterback well. I mean, that's the matchup to watch. The 49ers front four versus the Chiefs and pass protection. But with Mahomes, he's not a statue back there. He can elude pressure, you know, buy that extra time, slide around in the pocket, you know, make throws that nobody else can, alter the throwing motion to fit balls into those tight windows. I just think this is going to be a big stage for him and he's going to live up to it. So I think Kansas City will get it done and get Andy Reid his first Super Bowl. Well, well. I guess we're going to have to stay tuned, folks. It should be – hopefully it'll be a good game. Um, they're down They're down your way, ain't they, uh, Will? Yep, going to have to deal with all that traffic uh, ah! next week. Uh, I'm uh, waiting for it. <laughs> 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 it's only for a few days, though. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I'm, the party's going to be lit, though, bro. Ooh-wee. Yeah, but um, get down to Miami, folks. If you're going to the game, uh, be careful down there. Uh, don't like too much of a fool or we're going to call you out. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it should be a good game, y'all. It should be a good game. Um, like, love to see a good defense against a good offense. And uh, something's got to give. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Well, any parting shots, gentlemen? Um, You know, I know this is, quote, unquote, a slow part of the season. But uh, I just want to say that, you know, whatever Panther-related news, NFL-related news that can have an impact in some shape or form, uh, we're definitely going to, you know, make sure you guys are aware and and um, updated with it. And uh, nothing's official, but Foreman Rush has been talking about possibility uh, trying to represent out in Las Vegas for the 2020 draft. So, yeah, it's just something I was kind of looking at, checking out flights and information apparently the uh tickets to the draft is going to be free but with it being in vegas they're going to be going all out as far as you know the setup and the event and everything so i don't know fellas i, I you know um you know i might i might be taking that trip out to vegas man uh, uh it'll definitely be nice to uh have four men rush on the scene so definitely keep you guys posted as uh, we get closer to that day i know yeah, I saw something where they're going to have the, um, the in front of the Bellagio, they're going to have the stage on the water, and the players are going to go, when they get selected, they're going to be on a boat, and the boat's going to take them to the stage to shake the commissioner's hand. I don't know. I guess Vegas always got to do everything so extra, but it's a show at the end of the day, just for entertainment, I guess. Man. Why, what better what, what what better idea than to be entertained? I have to say. <laughs> well, thanks, folks, for checking out the Four Man Brush podcast. Um, like Kevin said, it is uh, the uh, pre preseason to the off season. <laughs> Coming up on the Super Bowl, but you know um, it's just not the same um, if we're not in it. So yeah, <laughs> that's how that goes. But. Thanks, thanks so much for you guys for uh, uh, checking out the Four Man Rush podcast. Um, make sure you check out our, uh, our social media uh, platforms. Uh, of course, Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, TikTok. I'll drop videos on there every once in a while. And um, please, please, please check out the articles in the, in the uh, Four Man Rush website. That's www.thefourmanrush.com. 
Um, some great write-ups. We've got some great people that, that do their due diligence when it comes to writing up articles about the Panthers and, and things going on in the uh, front office and um, in that locker room. So you guys really enjoy that. Really enjoy that. Um, so whether you're listening to this podcast in the morning, afternoon, or evening, please take care of yourself. Don't drink too much Kool-Aid. And as always, keep pounding. Watch out for that. But that was fun. That was a quick one. I like those short ones. Yeah, man. Right. Right to the point, man. Get to the point, man. We 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 fucking around. <laughs> Look, we're gonna be doing thirty minutes all off season till uh, after the draft. <laughs> oh man, that, Performing Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.